Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, my dear podcast lovers. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And this episode is so much fun because my guest is Gabby Conti, who is the author of the book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, dating expert, host, contributing writer to Cosmopolitan and comedian. So in this episode, we are discussing dating, online dating, how she went on 30 dates in three days and so much more. So tune in, guys. Hi, Gabby. How are you? Welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself, like your background and just in general? Yeah, sure. Um, So my my name's Gabby Conti. I'm a writer. I'm a host. I'm an author. Uh, officially on May 26th when my book comes out, it's available for pre-order now. You might know me. I went on 30 dates in three days for Cosmo, uh, and I went on 10,000 hours worth of dates in my 20s, which is what my book is about, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. Uh, I'm a host. I'm a comedian. I do a lot of LA-like things, and uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much me. <laughs> Oh, wow. How did you become a comedian? I actually, I'm now more in the world of storytelling, uh, which is a little bit different than stand-up comedy. Um, I have, I'll actually be on the show Risk this Saturday. I don't know when this airs. Um, but stand-up comedy was something that I kind of started dabbling in in college. I went to Emerson College in Boston. Um, and I just, it was something that I had always written. I'd always blogged. I always liked comedy and to go on stage and kind of talk to people about what I was dealing with and tell jokes that are relatable was just something that I really enjoyed doing. That's very interesting. How did you decide to become a a contributing writer for Cosmopolitan? Well, um, that was something always a dream of mine, you know, as someone who had blogged a lot about dating, I had my own blog, I had contributed also for Hello Giggles, which was my first published piece about now, I think, uh, in 2013, that was my first published piece online. Um, And then I had also written for Pop Sugar, Thought Catalog, and Elite Daily. And I was living in New York at the time, and a friend I went to college with was working over there and I kind of just told her, you know, if you ever need a contributing writer, I would love, I would love to be considered. Um, and I had sent her a couple of pitches and after uh, some time of going back and forth, they finally gave me my first assignment, which was in the June issue of last year. And for that assignment, I did this experiment where I swiped right on guys who didn't have necessarily like the best pictures on dating apps and found out 
about that. That was actually a great hack. I went on three dates and wrote about it. And that is in the print uh, June 2019 issue of Cosmopolitan. And then I just kept getting, I kept pitching, I kept getting more assignments. Um, and then uh, we also kind of went to the digital space. And then my first digital piece I ever wrote was about going on 30 dates in three days, which I also did a video for. So that's kind of how the whole Cosmo thing happened. And I'm very grateful to be a contributing writer for them. I have an amazing editor, Taylor Andrews, who I work with, who is phenomenal. And it's just, it's a, it's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great website to write for. And would you please tell us more about your TV career and Hollywire? Sure. Um, so I have been hosting since college. It's what I studied at Emerson College, broadcast journalism. Um, and I had done, we had a, a channel there called the Emerson Channel, which was actually like local Boston, um, uh, a local Boston network. So I had been doing that since college. And then when I moved out to LA, I was always just kind of open to that and trying to do that. Um, and I had landed a couple of things here and there. I started doing a lot of man on the street interviews that ended up being something that just made sense to me as a comedian and as a host. Um, and then I had done also entertainment reporting here and there. And uh, I had also hosted for the Elite Daily Show on Verizon's Go90. And then when that ended, I had done a couple of other freelance work like for Brother, HQ. And um, I know the CEO of Hollywire from just like always bumping into him on red carpets. And he had this opportunity to do a news talk show, an entertainment news talk show. And so we shot the pilot for that last December. And just kind of anytime he needs a host and a writer, I go in. And so we had just started the Hollywood news show which is 24 7 celebrities and we do that show um, on Hollywire's YouTube page as well as it's on a Vizio TV and Samsung television um, and so that's kind of how I got wrapped up into it and it's something I really enjoy it's really fun to interview these like up-and-comers and also you know celebrities as well as to just kind of report on the news that the fans really want to know um, and so I'm really enjoying that that's very interesting would you please tell us more about your book? That's the most interesting part. <laughs> yes, of course. So I'm very excited about my book. My book is currently um, available for pre-order now wherever you buy books. And it officially comes out on May 26th. But I have been telling people to pre-order it now so they can get the book in time. Because, you know, being under quarantine, we can't really go to a bookstore. Um, so I want to make sure that everyone has it. Um, but yes, so the book is called 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. A lot of dating in my 20s. I was mostly single, um, but I would have like a lot of kind of like situationships or rela relationships in between, uh, which could last anywhere from one date to three months to nine months being the longest, and then eventually a year and a half, which was my last relationship in my 20s. And so I had, had already had, I'd always written about dating. I'd written about dating for blogs. And then I kind of had started, I had this world shattering breakup at 23 and I had started putting this down to paper and kind of writing this book and had many different versions. And I'd forget about it from time to time. And then when I turned um, 30, I was about to turn 30, I was like, well, I have to publish this book. So I was gonna self-publish. And then I got um, an amazing book agent and then that led to Chronicle publishing it. But basically the book, I break down the 20 different types of relationships that I think anyone faces in their life. So guys is just, I happen to date guys, but I think it kind of works for anyone. And these different relationship types are anything like, um, you know, long distance relationship, the guy you always go back to, the guy who you, all these things. And so the book features stories of my own experiences, dating that type of guy, being in that type of relationship, as well as there's charts and there's quizzes. And then my favorite part of the book 
is at the end of each chapter, I get advice from other people. So I interview experts, I interview couples who have that obstacle in their relationship on how they get through that. And then I also had interviewed all of my exes. So I had to um, interview 19 exes. There's one guy I didn't interview because it was a toxic relationship and I didn't feel it was necessary to reopen that. But every other guy got a chance to read their story, give me feedback, give me dating advice, give people dating advice, weigh in. So that is also featured in the book, um, which was kind of my favorite part of this whole thing, even though at the time interviewing 19 exes was very traumatic. <laughs> but now it's good. Did they agree to do it actually? Like they had no problem with it? Well, some some were more um, excited about it than others. I had one guy who was like really into it and and he read it and he like, you know, he told me I forgot this or forgot that and like gave me notes um, and gave really exciting feedback. And a lot of other guys were just like, you know, were kind about it. I had a few guys that um, didn't want to be included. So that's how I quoted them. So I quoted them on saying, you know, I don't want to rehash the past, but you're free to do whatever you want to write about as long as names and details haven't changed, which is why I did change all the names and details because I didn't want the only way I'm not revealing who these guys are. The only way that anyone could find out who they are is if they out themselves. And it's funny because one of the guys had already done that apparently. So I'm like, look, I'm doing what I can to protect you. It's kind of up to you after that if you want people to know that this story is about you, which I guess guys enjoy that doing that. I don't know why. It's very funny. So you completely changed their names? Yes. So all the names are changed. And even I even had my lawyer go over it. So like de some details have been changed too. Um, because I just think, you know, I, I do believe that they should have the right to their privacy. And if they they don't want to know that they have a foot fetish or they don't want people to know that, you know, they lied to me about their age. I feel like they have the right to, to change their names and I want to protect them. And really the only person who knows who these guys are, are me, my very close friends and family who would never, you know, divulge that and the guy. Oh, I see. And when was the turning point that you decided that you just wanted to write it? Well, it was just that I was going through these dates I was finding myself single a lot I felt that your 20s is such a weird time when everything's uncertain and then in the addition of like just living in this age of social media where there's there's dating apps like I was one of the first people on tinder and like had gone on these dates and just I just felt that I felt my my experiences with dating was a I was the friend that all my friends would want to know about my dating life because it was always interesting to them I guess if they were in relationships and I just felt like you know there should be a guidebook like why isn't there a guidebook to 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 dating in your twenties um, sure there's books like Men Love Bitches and you know uh, he's just not that into you but I found that the dating books out there and I I read pretty much every single dating book I could get my hands on in the in the West Hollywood Library that most dating books out there are very one sided. Um, they just tell you, you know, dump him, break up with him, he's not into you, be a bitch or whatever. And I just kind of felt that there needed to be a book that kind of gave readers the tools to make up their own mind about if they want to stay in this relationship or not, and to give them advice, not just from me, but from other people, and to hopefully help them laugh at my stories, because I think after enough time has passed, my dating failures and dating mistakes are kind of funny to me, and I think other people as well. And I just, you know, I feel like this book is something that you can give someone for a birthday present or if they're going through a breakup. And I really hope that it helps a lot of people as that was my goal in writing it in the first place. Wow, I can't wait to read it. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of dating in 2020? Like these are crazy times right now. <laughs> well, it's such a crazy 
crazy time. And I think dating in the quarantine is bizarre. And I, I really feel for anyone who is out there dating and also in relationships because it's a lot. Um, I do think though that it's the, the pro of all this is that we are living in a time where it is pretty, you can still date digitally. You can do FaceTimes, you can do digital dates. Um, and I think hearing all these different dating stories right now is very fascinating to me. Um, you know, I have a friend in London who went on an amazing first date uh, right before this happened and talked to this this girl every single day. And they and after a month of talking every day and him kind of falling for her, uh, he decided to uh, move in with her. And they're, they're still together to this day. It's been a month at least. So I do think that there are happenings and there are possibilities of getting into relationships right now if that's what you want. But I also feel like when this is over, it's going to be, I feel like the relationships that will form after this are going to be so much stronger because, you know, quarantine allows us to really get to know who we're dating as opposed to just, you know, going on a first awkward date. I think when people have the ability to go on these first dates, these first dates are going to be so much more, um, less awkward and so much more fulfilling because they really have gotten to know this person before they grab drinks or whatever that first date looks like. Yeah. And why do you think the first date should only last 57 minutes? Well, so that was something I hadn't realized after I went on the 30 dates in three days. Um, I definitely think that rule is very important if you're going on online dates. And obviously this was a pre-quarantine hack, but I think, you know, it could still work now with FaceTime. Uh, but I think what happens that um, if you're, especially if you're meeting people online, you can't really judge about how your in-person chemistry will be. And I believe that, you know, in probably about three minutes or so, most people can tell if they're interested in a person or not, if they want to, if, they, if they're attracted to them, which I think is mutual attraction, I think is key to any relationship. So I think the 57 minutes, that's like about one drink about. And I think by that time, you could, you definitely have the tools to decide if you are into this person, um, if you're enjoying their company, if the relation, if it's like, seems like this, this is someone you'd want to date or spend more time with. And I just think it's also, I, I, I was on so many dates that lasted more than 57 minutes where you get that second drink or that third drink or that third coffee even. And then you kind of leave it out and you'd be like, Oh God, I was just trying to be polite. So I think if you have this mutual understanding that, you know, our first date is only going to last an hour and then our second date, we can do more time with it. I think it's just respectful to everyone's time. That what do you think of guys nowadays? Um, I just think that guys now, I mean, I feel like they're hopefully more aware um, instead of just doing a blanket over guys, I think it's better just to say single people in general, um, because I feel like, you know, hopefully this time people are using this time to reflect on themselves, to become stronger people, kinder people, um, uh, more, uh, have more empathy and, and, and more understanding of each other. Um, and I think that, you know, we went through a phase where there were so many like terms to excuse bad behavior, like ghosting and zombieing and breadcrumbing and all that stuff, which I just wrote about actually for Cosmo because it's still happening now. Um, so I, I really do hope uh, the you know, the, the optimist in me hopes that, um, that people are being more self-aware. They are being more transparent when it comes to dating. I, I, I'm, I'm currently in a relationship. My, I live with my boyfriend, so I don't know what the scene, I don't know how singles are behaving, but from what I'm hearing from friends, it seems like people are being more respectful of each other, which I think is key to any relationship. Yeah, and right now people are only left to online dating, I guess. I never yeah. done online dating before. I mean, I always met people in person, but yeah. my mom got married twice oh. before. Yeah, one time, like we came to US because she got married to an American guy. 
<laughs> and second time, she got married to a um, Russian guy who moved from New York to Atlanta for her. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I love that. That's great. And, and she met him online or she met him in real life? No, online. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Before, like even in my 20s, I never met people online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really, I mean, I met my boyfriend on Bumble. I think that online and dating is great. You just have to really, you know, know what you, you want, be honest, don't try to be someone else. And if someone isn't treating you right, like don't waste your time on them. And that's kind of what I learned in the 30 dates in three days. And also all my dating in my, I was single from um, like 31 for most of 31 and a little of 32 for almost a year. And, um, and I learned a lot in that time. And, and I think that's why I landed um, my guy who is, who's wonderful, who's so supportive and, and, and just, I'm, I, couldn't be happier. So <laughs> yeah, I have so many of my friends that are actually met guys on Tinder and Bumble and got married. So yeah. you never know. <laughs> I didn't think it existed before I met my boyfriend. I always thought that dating apps were just for hookups. I mean, I had some situationships, but I had prior to meeting him, I had never had a boyfriend from a dating app, but I was always open to it. But I think I would just find guys that weren't either weren't honest that they about what they wanted and what their intentions were. Or that guys would tell me that they did and I could I thought I could change their mind um, and that didn't work out but you know when I met my boyfriend we were both on the same page which is just wonderful so yeah like my stepdad told me when he found my mom online he said there is 10% of people that they really know what they want and they're serious about it and 90% are just there to play so you have to find that 10% <laughs> and I'm so happy for your mom and, and your stepdad for for finding each other. I think that's great. And it's such a beautiful story. And, and I mean, they, they, the, the apps, they work. Like I know so many, and prior to meeting my boyfriend, I knew so many people that met their husbands on, on Tinder, on Bumble. And so I knew it worked, but I think I was definitely going about it the wrong way. And the second I was just really, you know, honest with who I was and was un unapologetically myself, I attracted someone who, uh, who accepted me for me. And I think that's so key in dating. Yeah. How did you go on 30 dates in three days? Oh, it was crazy. So um, my editor, Taylor, who I mentioned before at Cosmo, um, uh, I was at the time prior to that assignment, I was going on a lot of dates and I was recording myself before and after and posting it on my Instagram story in a series you can still watch called Daily Date. And I, I arranged it by month. So I was dating from uh, spring of last year and then summer of last year, and then fall, and I met my boyfriend in the fall. Um, and so I had all the dates up there, and so my editor saw this, and she's like, this is really funny, is there any way we could translate this into an article? And so I said to her, oh yeah, I can go on 30 dates in, in 30 days. And she's like, no, that's been done. And then like kind of jokingly, I was like, okay, how about 30 dates in three days? And she was like, wait, can you actually do that? And I took a beat and made a little like calendar in my head. And I was like, well, I guess I could if I do, you know, 10 dates a day on average. Um, and, and the dates would have to be about an hour. And so, so yeah, so we agreed on that. I got seriously on swiping. I was swiping on Bumble, on Hinge, on Tinder, on a celebrity dating app that I'm not supposed to say I was a member on because they got mad at me for this. Um, and I was just swiping and then about, so we had scheduled that I was gonna go on. So I got the assignment on a Thursday and the plan was that the following Friday, I would start these dates. So not the next day, but like almost a little less than, or a week later, a little, I would do it to line up all these dates. And by Wednesday, I had only had like 15 dates set up. 
So I asked my editor if it was okay to get set up by, you know, friends. So half of the dates I went on were guys that I met on a dating app who had no idea I was doing this. And then the other half were, uh, were, were setups that knew what was going on, but were open to it. And so, yeah, I, I lived at the time uh, right by Runyon in Hollywood, and I also didn't have a car at the time. So I scheduled all my dates within like a mile radius, but sometimes I would be late or sometimes I had to take an Uber. Um, and so, I, I mean, I feel, I, I love all the bartenders at these, and also baristas at these places I went to who saw me there with a different guy, you know, every hour or whatever, and they were so kind about it and, and laughed about it when I told them what happened later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, I, the, my whole point of doing the experiment was, yes, I was actually open to finding someone. I was open, you know, meeting, meeting the one, um, uh, it didn't happen on the 30 dates in three days. Uh, I met my boyfriend about a month or so after that, but I felt like I was finally understanding how to use a dating app. And my whole point of doing that was not to tell readers to go on 30 dates in three days as that's insane. The whole point of it was to hopefully encourage readers that, Hey, look, if I went on 30 dates in three days, you could easily go on one date in 30 days. Because at the time, I feel like people were just swiping on dating apps and not actually going out and meeting their dates. So I was really hoping to encourage women and men and single people to go on these dates. And um, it seems like it helps because I've gotten so many DMs since that experiment of people telling me that either they took dating apps more seriously and they met their significant other or they went on their first date in months. So I was so happy that I was able to really have that effect with people. But at the same time, I also got a lot of hate from men, from like older people, like just attacking me on Facebook, uh, in the comment section on YouTube videos, um, which is obviously expected. And, and I, you know, of course, anytime you do something revolutionary, there's going to be haters. Um, but I still think the like, however many women and men that I encourage to go on dating apps and to take it seriously, I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to help inspire them. Wow, that's amazing. I guess because it's a double standard, if a guy did it, that would be probably normal. But yeah. overall, they were like, oh. She's and it's funny too that like pe like some people thought like it's so funny because like of what a date is like so many people without reading the article or watching the video assumed that I was like having that I had sex with 30 guys in three days and like I'm like what absolutely like that's not what this is like a date and also with my book too like a lot of guys a lot of people think that oh 20 guys you date in your 20s is 20 guys you have sex with in your 20s but it's like no that's, that's not I mean like who's that's not what a date is a date be going for a walk talking to each other, getting to know a person, deciding if you want to go on that second or third date. So it's just so funny to me that people just assume instead of like really reading and getting to know the full story. Yeah, I guess different people have different perception of dating. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What did you notice from that? Like, did you notice any pattern like guys with better pictures look better in person or guys with worse pictures look better in person like, what did you notice from that well so i used the experiment i had done with uh cosmo when i swiped right on guys who didn't have the best pictures and found out very quickly that that actually is a great hack because any guy who posts pictures that you could tell he's cute but it's like maybe not the most flattering I feel like that's normal especially with straight men because they're not really good at like uh, they're not usually not very good at taking pictures of themselves especially and also for me personally I'm not attracted to guys that are too much 
much of a pretty boy. I dated that. It's like not really for me. I think that anytime a guy is really good at taking pictures of himself, I feel like that's like a big red flag. So getting a guy who like doesn't have best photos, you might be pleasantly surprised when you match with them and meet them in person. And that was true. Like a lot of the guys that I swiped on didn't have the best photos. They were really, but they were super cute in person. And um, when I swiped on my boyfriend, he had a really terrible selfie himself. Um, and I was like, he's either going to be super cute or weird. And he ended up being super cute. So yeah, do not discard guys if they don't have the best photos. They're trying their best. Um, and then the other thing I learned from the experiment, which is something that I, I don't know why, how it took me so long to realize this, but people will tell you on the very first date who they, what their baggage is, what potential deal breakers they have and their red flags. And you just have to listen. And I think a lot of times we don't listen to when people tell us their thing. I had went on a date with a guy from 30 dates in, in three days who told me that his divorce wasn't finalized yet. And, you know, I totally understand that. I know people get divorced all the time. I know it's messy. I know it takes a while. But for me, I started thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, this guy just told me his divorce isn't finalized. That means his ex is like the picture to some extent. Like, do I want to date a guy whose divorce isn't finalized? And in my head, I was like, no, you know what? That is a deal breaker for me. So I didn't go on a second date with him. And I think that a lot of times we'll hear what they say to us, but we'll, in our head, we'll turn it to what we want to hear. And we won't be honest with ourselves about what baggage we can handle, what deal breakers we can handle, and what red flags we can handle. And so I think being honest with yourself and really listening is so key. Um, when I met my boyfriend, I was lucky that our baggage was the same because we had both gotten out of relationships where we lived with our exes. So we actually ended up bonding over that. And I ended up helping him uh, move, like get his, because his ex's stuff lived with him and he didn't live with him anymore, was all over his apartment. And I like, as we were dating, like I really helped him like get her like stuff out. And uh, because he just didn't want to deal with it. It wasn't that he still had feelings. So yeah, I think like really be honest with yourself, really listen and swipe right on guys who don't have the best pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But one of my friends told me this story. She dated this guy for like a month. And she found out he has two kids. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even tell her, like, it's just really important that guys have to be honest in the first dates, on the first dates. Yeah, and well, and then also if you end up finding that out, doubt, like, because also people are their best self on a first date, which is why I think the second date is so crucial, because usually people will let their guards down then. But I do think, like, you know, and people will lie to you, and I think that that's, a, for me, that's a big deal breaker. Like if I was dating a guy and he didn't mention that he had two kids and then he told me that and I found that out for myself or he told me a month in, like why would you want to continue dating someone like that? Because if they're lying about that or they're not telling you the truth on that, like, you know, relationships should be based on honesty and trust. So once that trust is broken, it's really, really hard to get it back. Yeah, that's so true. What yeah. is your favorite quote that you live by? Best is yet to come by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, you know, uh, it's just important. To, I think with dating, it's really helpful. And I think also in life, like whenever you feel like you've hit your highest high or you're in your lowest low, it's nice to think that there still could be better things ahead. Um, that's even on Frank Sinatra's tombstone, which I know fitting. Um, and I love it. It's like my favorite thing to, to just remind myself of. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> where can our listeners find you and where they can purchase your book? 
Yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. That's it's Gabby Conti. Um, and my website, GabbyConti.com. So that's G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I.com. Um, on my website, there's a tab for books. If you click that, there's a link to pre-order my book and it will direct you to all the vendors that sell the book. So you can order it there. Um, and those are the vendors I know of. There might be more, but that included to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, things like that. So you can find all those links there and click on whichever one, um, the, whatever your favorite seller is and, and buy my book. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Gabby. It was fun. So fun talking to you and thank you so much. And I, I will definitely share this when it's live. Oh yeah, sure. Thank you. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. I would love to get your feedback, so you can always submit a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can find me on Instagram. It's notbasicblonde underscore or NBB podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and enjoy your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.